we homeschoolers love to carry field guides on our outdoor rambles so we can revel with our children in God's beautiful creation and identify some of the incredible variety of animal species just waiting to be discovered. The wonderful Dave Palmer is here today to help you discover God in the creatures you see outside. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today our topic is Discover God in the Creatures You See Outside. And I get to talk with this podcast's very good friend, Dave Palmer. Dave and his wife, Paula, are proud parents of three children. The family worships at St. Mary the Virgin Parish in Arlington, Texas. He's the author of St. Thomas Aquinas for Everyone, 30 Quick and Fun Lessons, Activities, and Outdoor Adventures, based on the Summa Theologica, and I'm probably saying that wrong, so you can correct <laughs> me later, Dave, and teaches an introduction to the Summa Theologica for high school students for homeschool connections. Dave serves as executive director of the Guadalupe Radio Network's Catholic radio station in North Texas, KATH 910 AM, and is the host of several radio programs, including The Good News Show and the KATH 910 AM interview of the week, which air in North Texas, and the podcast Back to the Father, which is also broadcast on Guadalupe Radio. Dave also has a YouTube channel where he teaches on the Summa Theologica and some great content on Facebook. We'll have that all in the show notes. And oh my goodness, are you a busy man? Welcome to the program, Dave. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa. I just keep adding things and making my life more complicated. <laughs> I know. What's up with that? <laughs> I know. I know. I need to consolidate, but, uh, oh, you know, what can you say? You got to follow the lead of the Holy Spirit, right? That is correct. And sometimes it gets us in deep waters very quickly, <laughs> those yeses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so just start us off. You're really into Aquinas and you make it so accessible for people. Start us off with how you personally got hooked on Aquinas. Well, I, I felt the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. I've been working in Catholic radio for many years, and I, I'm always listening to hosts on the radio, uh, you know, talk about, well, Aquinas said this, Aquinas said that, Aquinas this, and the Summa, the Summa, the Summa. So one day, I, I just went to the Catholic bookstore, and I said, I, I want the Summa. I just hear everything about it. I want to read it. And um, I did. And I sat down, and it took me about nine months, and I just read through the whole thing, and it fundamentally changed my life. And I thought, you know what, I think this is um, it's not that it's little known. People know about the Summa, but very people, few people read it or, you know, want to dare to actually dig into it. Uh, but I, I really had a feeling that this, it, there, there was the secret here of changing people's lives. And I wanted to, first of all, introduce my children to it because I thought it was simple enough that it could be taught two kids in a very kind of rudimentary way. And I just got excited and it, it was something that I have ever since just never stopped being excited about. And I want to let everybody know about, you know, what turned me on to trying to discover more about God and find him and lead a life that's guiding me back to him ultimately in heaven. 
Yeah, I love your enthusiasm. I love the joy and the passion that's behind everything that you're saying. Because when we hear that, we are hearing God's call on our hearts. Sometimes we're so afraid to submit ourselves to the holy will of God, but he very often mm. pours that fire into our souls that really lights our lives up and, and has an impact on everyone around us. <laughs> Hopefully, yes, with God's grace. <laughs> yeah, praise God. So, um, what, is, what is it about the theology of St. Thomas Aquinas that really lends itself to the joy of what homeschoolers love, that real-life, hands-on learning? Yeah, it's, you know, we learn from, you know, basically day one of CCD or homeschooling or what have you that, you know, uh, God loves you and he wants to spend eternity with you and you're destined for heaven. And and that, that's all good and well, but it's kind of like saying, you know what, we're going to go on a vacation one day and it's going to be a lot of fun. But what if you said, okay, let's start getting ready for that vacation. Let's pack our bags and let's start going to the store and buying things. And then the, the, the kids start getting excited because all of a sudden it's real. And what I realized in studying the Summa is that it's a blueprint for not only being, you know, the, the virtue of hope is about, you know, our will being directed to our final end, but it's also spending this life finding clues that God has left behind about himself and actively spending each day really excitedly searching for God in a sense, because he's left his He's left himself all over the place. Let's just say I can give you some examples of that. Yeah, but, please do. Um, but it's it kind of goes into um, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's like in Genesis where God tells us that He puts the rainbow in the sky, and this represents you know His covenant. And so um, every time we see a rainbow. If we know scripture and we know what God has said, that that is forever going to represent his covenant, we should never see a rainbow without thinking of God, right? I mean, every single time we shouldn't just say, wow, look at that. That's beautiful. We should be reminded of God. And so I don't think it should just be the rainbow. It should be everything. <laughs> you know, let, um, let, let me give you one example from a very, a very practical example that happened to me two days ago. I'm, I'm driving down the road. I'm going to the creek because I like to spend a lot of time in nature, and I just love creatures and bugs and snakes and turtles and fish and, you know, anything. And so, I'm going there, and I'm driving down the road, and I look to the, just right in front of me, and I see like these 10 big uh, they're called American black vultures. They're like the size of dogs, okay? Whoa. They're there. And of course, the vultures tend to gather around, you know, what's called carrion, you know, like a, a dead animal. And mm. then sure enough, there was an armadillo there that had probably been hit by a car. And they were all gathered around and eating it. And so, of course, I take my camera out and I start taking pictures and I see how close I can get. And I got within like six feet of them. They wow. weren't afraid of me. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Um, I take these pictures and I I go home. I do a little bit of research, and as you know, they they're, they're kind of like the cleanup crew, right? So this this armadillo dies, and of course, if it just sits there, of course, somebody may come up, some crew, and but if it's just left there, it's going to decompose. It's going to get very stinky, um, and it's it's eventually could be even disease laden, right? So we need to get rid of that thing, and so God has provided the creature to do that. In fact, I, in my doing my research, I realized that um, vultures have incredible senses of smell. They can smell, you know, like dead flesh, like corpses a mile away. 
okay? A mile away, they can smell it. And so God has equipped them to do what not only they want to do, but we need them to do. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be running around cleaning up dead corpses. And I want (laughs) it to be gotten rid of. And whatever they don't take care of, other creatures will, like the flies and the ants and the maggots and all that. So, So now what I want people to be able to do is when you see something like this, and I can give you you know, 50 other examples, is to not just see a vulture and a dead armadillo, but to see divine providence, see how God is is kind of, he's got, he's got this all under control, you know? I mean, think of the water cycle, think of photosynthesis, think of uh, a thousand things of just the way that the world works really well. And mm-hmm. God has equipped all of his creatures to to do what's necessary for the good of the in the big picture, right? And so what I'd like to get, you know, children and adults and everybody in between to realize is that don't just observe the world, but let the world speak of the goodness of God. Of course, scripture tells us that. And, um, you know, one quick other example, you know, the, um, uh, there's a, the rose, you, you look at any list of other, the people's favorite flowers in the world, it's, it's always the rose. The rose is the most beautiful. It's the symbol of Our Lady. It um, smells beautiful. And what, what, do you, what do they have? They have all these, they're not actually thorns, they're called prickles, right? So God has protected beauty, right? Mm. They're, there's, they're not going to be eaten by something because anybody that tries, any animal that tries to eat a rose is going to get the prickles all over itself, right? So mm-hmm. God has, <laughs> has, it's like he recognizes this is, this is like the most beautiful flower, the most aromatic flower. I'm going to protect it. I'm going to put all these little prickles all over it. And it tells us something about beauty, that it is to be safeguarded. It is to be protected. And so it's kind of built into nature, the protection of something that is good, true, beautiful, like, like a rose flower. And so I, I've just gotten to the point now, my, my kids make fun of me, is that I, I never just walk around. I'm always looking for signs of God signs of him kind of ordering everything and making sense of this world. And, and it, it, it perfectly makes sense. And so when we say, oh, everything's so chaotic, I'd say, no, actually, it's, it's not. <laughs> actually, everything's quite ordered. Actually, things make pretty good sense. And I think that's a good lesson for kids. Oh, it sure is. And it seems to me that there are a great many astrophysicists and other scientists discovering God through the order of the universe. I mean, I can think oh, yeah. offhand of a few um, who actually became deists. And and one very well-known one in the Catholic world today, Dr. Stacy Trisankos, who was converted through her study of photosynthesis. Just an yeah. incredible world around us. Now, children can get captivated by, by thinking of the rose and protecting beauty, absolutely. But but you've really honed in on something that kids particularly love, which is animals, in your new Facebook page, Away a Day, Connecting God with His Creatures Each Day. Would you tell us a little about that? Yeah, what uh, I, my family and I, this past summer, went, uh, we took a double vacation on the coast of Florida, and then we went north up into the Smoky Mountains, and we were living in this cabin on the, the you know, up in, up in the mountains, and every day we wake up and we go out on the patio, and I'm just blown away. I'm just like, praise you, God. I mean, thank you for everything that I see right now. And it was just a week of uh, just being in, 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 in really God's country. And so I'm, I'm driving back home and I, it just kind of, I was inspired. I said, away a day. I said, I want, I never want a day to pass 
that I don't find a way in which God is manifesting himself in my experience, you know, not my life. It's not that I go and find a picture of something that, you know, on the internet. It's something that I experienced in my day, okay? And so, that's where a way a day came. And so, I challenge people. I say, just pay attention and you'll notice that every day there's something. And it could be a blade of grass. It can be a spider. It can be a, um, you know, a, a wasp or a a butterfly or a moth or a, a sunset, there, there's going to be something. In fact, there's probably going to be a hundred things, but all you got to do is pick one and then just, just connect it to God and, and, and see if it doesn't make you more appreciative, see if it doesn't make you more, uh, have a better attitude, kind of hard to wake up in the morning gloomy when you want, you're looking forward to spending your day, you know, searching for your creator. <laughs> wow. And because, uh, you know, God's our beginning and our end, you know, we're just kind of on this linear path from him to him. And why not spend, you know, these 60, 70, 80 years that God blesses us with um, preparing for that ultimate beatitude by seeking him out um, on our way, you know, and he's, he's, he's left a, a lot of clues of himself everywhere we look. Oh, yeah, you bet. And there must be some interesting feedback happening from those who join the page. Are you getting some fun stories? Yeah, we do. Um, I I have an array of people that have joined the, the Facebook group page. And uh, got one friend that I went to meteorology school with uh, back in the day, and, and he, he's a Christian guy, but he's not as into his faith as I am. And he said to me, he had sent me a message on Facebook and he said, you know what, this has really given me a different perspective of the things I, I see in the world. And I have had a, a number of people saying, I just, I just like doing this. I like, you know, being deliberate. I, I think your average person notices beauty, but um, they don't necessarily connect it. You know, I, I compare it to you know, like your, you know, your your husband leaves a, a diamond ring for you on your, you know, on your bed at night, and you look at it and say, "Oh, wow, there's a diamond ring. That, that's cool." And you put it on, you appreciate it, but no, you probably ought to go thank him. <laughs> you know, right. acknowledge the source, and so yeah. that's the whole point. We observe beauty. We might even acknowledge it, but to connect it to where it came from. I think that that's that's the key that I think everybody needs to maybe get a little bit better to to make that a, a deliberate um, part of our life, and it it inevitably makes us more joyful and more grateful. Oh, you bet! And I would guess too that you get better and better at it, and that God speaks a word into your life the way He can through daily reading of Scripture. If we're reading His creation every day. I'm going to guess that we become fluent in kind of sensing God's voice spoken into the world through beauty. Yeah. And you'll, you'd be surprised. I don't know if this is just a coincidence, but things come to me. I, I've, had thing, I've had things literally land on me. <laughs> I mean, like oh. butterflies and moths. Oh. And I, I have a ledge here in my office. And the other day, I mean, I'm, I'm on like the second floor. I'm, I'm like 20 feet high and there, there's a squirrel on my ledge. There's birds landing on my ledge. They never used to do that. I've got like flies landing on my coffee mug. I'm like, wow, this is kind of weird. You know, God, you're, wow. you're sending 
things to me. It's almost like they're they're auditioning. You know, can can you can you can you use me as your example today, please? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, okay, well, you're making it easy on me, but uh, no, think you, you know, like those vultures. I mean, I'm just driving and then see ten vultures on the road. I mean, like, okay, God, this this is kind of obvious, but mm. okay, we'll, we'll we'll go for it. You know? Wow, I love it. It's like a little God challenge. Okay, the vultures in the road. That's incredibly dramatic, but a fly landing on your coffee mug. Just take us into that moment with God. What runs through your mind? Well, I, I think, you know, most people think of flies as being pests yeah. and, and, they, and they kind of are and not many people want them on their coffee mugs, but this one actually <laughs> stayed there and you know, that for me to get my camera and take a picture of them. And so then I think, okay, what are flies good for? Right. Um, and, and, and well, first of all, Anna, Anna, Tom, Anna, not, how, what's the word? Their body anatomically, mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, they got these compound eyes and they're yeah. like, they're, the, 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 the precision of flying. They're, they're pretty cool. Just if you were to uh, look at how God has created them. Oh, and their flight patterns are so interesting. Yeah. And, you know, they, they also do some of the dirty work, kind of like the vultures, not to get too, too gross, but they, they lay their eggs on things like feces and, mm-hmm. and rotting animals. And then, of course, the maggots grow and then they eat the stuff. I mean, who else is going to do that? I mean, we, right. we, need, we need something to get rid of this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so, God has, again, put this into His plan of, you know, when this gross stuff ends up in the world, something's got to get rid of it. And uh, the flies <laughs> are the ones that that do it. And so, um, they, they're they very necessary. You know, if we mm. didn't have them, we, we'd live in a much stinkier, disease-laden <laughs> world. Uh, and so, and again, they, they're just by their very nature, they're able to get around everywhere. You know, they can, they, they fly. They, that's, that's their name, right? And so, when, when we need them over there to get rid of some gross thing that just died, they're over there laying eggs and taking care of it. And so, it's, it's all very ordered and it's all very beautiful. And so, mm. uh, thank God for flies. <laughs> yeah, really, right? It's so funny because I was touring about wanting to kill a fly last night and didn't end up killing. I was trying to get him out the front door. Uh, and eventually he settled down because I turned on a brighter light somewhere else and he was attracted to it. But I find that as I get older, I, I have more respect for even a little life like that. I used to kill bugs like nobody's business. Yeah. And, and now I hesitate because I think I've gotten to that point where I do see the beauty in every creature to some degree. Um, tell us a little bit about how we can weave this into our homeschooling. Yeah, I think, you know, I know some parents allow electronics and some don't. And those kids who do use electronics typically do it too much. I know that's that's a story with my kids. And so, there aren't many parents that I know of who would say, gosh, my, my kid is just spending too much time outside discovering nature. I mean, mm-hmm. I just wish they'd stop this. I mean, this is crazy. But, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I, a friend of mine calls it poetic knowledge. It's like the, the kid who goes out and lifts up rocks and looks for crickets and worms and, you know, centipedes. And, you know, they, they, there's just a natural curiosity. And I think that what we want to do is is encourage that, encourage being out and noticing things. But then also, like I said before, take that extra step and connect it to to the Creator. 
um, and 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 be able to teach them, you know, what or ask questions. You know, oh, oh, little Johnny, you you found a cricket. What do you think is its purpose? How does it play into the big picture of of God's world? You know, what? Um, how does it make that noise at night? Why? Mm. You know, what? Maybe it. And you know, I, I the other day I took a picture of some minnows down the creek, and it, it seems that minnows sole purpose is to be the food of other creatures, you know? And then that's a good example because we're more than just, we are an end to ourselves. I mean, you know, we're not just for the sake of some other creature, but some are, you know, some, you know, a minnow is is a food source, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but everything has its purpose and in the divine plan, and it also gives us a chance to talk about our great dignity and how you know these creatures are nice, but our dignity having you know irrational um, immortal souls puts us at the at the highest level of of all of all creatures, along with the angels, of course. Mm. Oh so gosh, there's, there's a lot of conversations and come about when a kid finds a cricket (laughs) let's just put it that way you know wow you sound like just the most fun dad ever um i want to just point out to everybody we interviewed dave during our kind of toward the end of our first season episode 40 about his book which you really need to get for your homeschool library saint thomas aquinas for everyone i mentioned it in his bio all kinds of activities that you can implement in your own home. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can springboard off of some of the creativity that that, uh, that Dave has already brought uh, and made very, very available. It's a great resource. It's truly creative. And it really does have the aim of bringing them closer to God. Um, I, we also have another really cool free resource for you. Dave, would you tell us a little bit about the new short feature once a month that you are going to be producing for this podcast? Yes, I appreciate the invitation to do it. And it's going to be over a nine-month period. And what I'm doing is a little brief two to four-minute videos where basically what I'm going to do is summarize the SUMA, I guess, in nine segments. And so my first one is going to be about God. Uh, and his attributes. And if God is our beginning and our end, as I said before, the last one's going to be God is our final end. And then the other, you know, um, I guess seven in the middle are going to be that journey from God to God. Okay. So having to do with virtues and different, you know, maybe the law and all these different, different ways in which we can make our path narrow as we journey back to God with our ultimate goal being you know, union with him in heaven. And so the first one's coming very soon and I'll just keep producing one a month as long as you'll keep inviting me back to do it. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a treasure that's going to be. And just to clarify for everybody, if you're listening on Podbean or another podcast app, you're not seeing the visuals, obviously, but we also have this podcast on a YouTube channel. So you'll be able to see us, you know, see us visually. And and if we hold up a book from time to time or anything like that, you'll get to see that too. Um, But yeah, so it will be produced in both video and audio. So exciting. So any final thoughts to take us out? Dave, about all of this? Um, you know, I, I'm just grateful for the opportunity. And I, I think that, you know, nowadays, I see it with my own kids. There, there is so much 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much bad stuff going out there, and there's so many things that we can dwell on that are negative, you know, inside or outside the church, or uh, things culturally, the division, the, you know. And and I think we 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 can't turn a blind eye to what's going on in the world, but I think that we have to at least counterbalance that with all the goodness and all the beauty. And there, and there's so much, you know. All you gotta do is open your eyes and watch it. Look at a sunrise, or or uh, you know. And, and this is not to take anything away from the sacraments. You know, this is kind of a natural way of finding God in the world, but nothing beats the Eucharist, the Mass, the, uh, you know, the, the, the sanctifying grace that we receive th- through Holy Mother Church. But this all works in concert with that, you know, so you want to have a full, you know, Christian life of um, just, uh, you know, taking everything God wants to throw at you. And my whole point with this is, this is something that can be done 24-7 because there's never, a, as long as your eyes are open and you're exercising your senses, there's some way that God is making himself manifest to you. And you might as well just try to make little deliberate efforts to be more aware of it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so good. So useful in our everyday lives. Dave, thanks so much. Can't really uh, thank you enough for boiling the complex down to something we can all use and really enjoy. Thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Oh, yeah. Always a delight. Everybody, thanks for listening. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you, and thank you for joining us.